At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, presented live here, per usual, out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook, ready to get you into your weekend and ready to deliver plenty of NFL and college football content. That's how we're going to be kicking things off, folks. We've talked plenty. We finally finished our preview of every single team throughout the NFL. Now, let me kind of recap all of that. We'll do that momentarily, but I I wanted to spend this first segment just telling you every bet we have pulled the trigger on thus far. So that's how we're going to look to kick things off on this Friday. But before we get to that, let me tell you what else we got dialed up. So we got a great show to look forward to. 15 minutes from now, the man, the myth, the legend, Reed Kuhn at Fightnomics on Twitter. MMA insider back on the program. He's been having one of the best UFC betting seasons we have seen. And, man, every time he comes on here, I love to follow him, and it typically works out pretty well. So excited to talk with Reed in 15 minutes. And then we got a new guest tonight. 30 minutes from now, Nate Jacobson, Chicago native, sports betting analyst over at the stadium. He'll be dishing out some of his top college football plays along with some of the action he's got in the NFL. And then 45 from now, you know the drill. Danny's Dimes, my best bets tonight, and a couple of games that I'm curious into betting. So we'll save that for the end of the show in 45 minutes. All right, tons to get through. 
in terms of all the bets that we have made in the NFL. So let's kind of go in order of rotation of basically how we ended up betting it. This is going to start all the way from the day after this previous Super Bowl. That's when we first got involved in these Super Bowl futures. And look, I understand these lines have moved, but I'm still just going to share my thoughts on whether I would bet it or not, but just kind of recapping everything we have played. And then I'll tell you what the current number, at least at Bet Rivers, is. But you know, if you shop around, the numbers are going to differ. It's the best tool you have to yourself as a handicapper. So always make sure you do your due diligence, shop around for the best numbers, and get yourself set up for the best value. But to win the Super Bowl, we had three teams. Three teams that we have bet up to this point. The first one that I played was the Los Angeles Chargers. 25-1 to 1 was the number that we got the day after this past Super Bowl where the Rams defeated the Bengals. I'm already looking at the upcoming Super Bowl odds because that's the first thing we talked about on the show the next day. And the three teams that stood out to me, the Chargers were probably my favorite one at 25-1. to 1. And you know what? Now at Bet Rivers, you can get the Chargers at 15-1. to 1. Yeah, certainly not as much value, but a lot of things happened since then, right? I mean, you had the NFL draft. You had Khalil Mack coming over to the Chargers. We're already in the midst of preseason, and we're feeling pretty good about this Los Angeles team. And you know what? So is the majority of the public. I understand that. And this bet is obviously getting a lot of action because the Chargers are slowly becoming one of the most favorite teams to bet on with a lot of hype heading into the season. At 15 to 1, honestly, I don't know if I would really suggest it as much as I would considering it's a $10 difference, right? And you're getting everybody loving the Chargers now to go a long way. Maybe instead, if you want something a little bit shorter, and I'm not trying to talk you out of it, I'm just looking at the fact that you missed a big number. Um, I would still bet it if you could get it anywhere from 18 to 1 or above, but if it's 15 to 1 or lower, maybe look at something else like them to win the division. So, you know, it's not as long of a shot and you're still getting somewhat decent value. I get it. 15 to one's going to be way greater than what they are to win the division. But, you know, these numbers were just a lot bigger farther away. But I am big on the Chargers and I'm thinking they can do huge things this year. I am a big Justin Herbert fan. I love Staley. I love his aggressiveness. And I think he'll kind of tone it down a little bit enough to keep it being sufficient and not overly aggressive. So big on the Chargers. We're also big on the Ravens. 20 to one are the odds that we got for them to win the Super Bowl. Now you can get them at 18 to one. The concern for Baltimore heading into this season, and we talked about it when we did their division preview, their win total preview, is their lack of dominant wide receivers. Now, hopefully they could still kind of overcome that obstacle at least enough to get them in the position to getting in the playoffs. And then at that point on, all bets are off because they have a great quarterback who's a dual threat. You have a solid coach in Harbaugh who also is aggressive, and you should have a really good defense this year. The difference from last year to this year, you got to think Baltimore hopefully is not dealing with as much injuries and as much adversity as they did last season. So and not only do I just think they have a legit chance, a lot of these bets in terms of the longer shots are just with the knowledge that this value is not going to be here by the start of the season, by week three, by the middle, by the end, etc. So like, for example, the Chargers had already moved down $10. The Ravens went from 20 to 1 to 18 to 1. I think by the time we get to about week eight or so, it's not even going to be that high. So you can still get some of this value in my mind. I just think that by the time we get toward the end, You'll have that opportunity to sell your ticket or you can do your cash out option too. It's not all about going the whole way, but it's setting yourself up nicely to either hedge or get a good cash out option. And then obviously the ultimate goal is to get it to cash out. But in case you don't, there are other options to still make a profit off of it. 
So the Ravens were the other team at 20 to 1. We also bet the Ravens over nine and a half wins at minus 150. Right now, the win total at Bet Rivers or the Ravens is nine and a half still, but the over you're laying a little bit more, minus 167. So again, make sure you shop around, see if you can get a little bit less juice, and then look to bet this Ravens team to get double-digit wins. I think they're going to have a good season this year. The final team we bet, and we got the worst of the number on this actually, was the Arizona Cardinals at 25 to 1. Now you can get the Cardinals at 40 to 1. I assume, and I can't recall exactly, I may be mistaken, but it might have happened before the DeAndre Hopkins news came out where he was going to be suspended for six games. So then obviously that kind of hurt the odds along with Kyler Murray's contract negotiations. So that kept teetering and teetering these odds to going higher and higher. Long story short, you know, I do think the Cardinals can be a playoff team, but we were talking yesterday uh, with Ryan Kramer, and I think he has a little bit better route to betting the Cardinals, just the plus money odds for them to make the playoffs. I think they're getting a little bit overlooked. I think they'll find a way. It's not that Cliff Kingsbury is a phenomenal coach. We know this, but they should have enough talent in the middle to second half of the season to get them to the postseason. Now we have a couple player awards. We did two coach of the years. Frank Reich at 22 to 1. You can still get him at 22 to 1 at Bet Rivers. This was solely a bet, mainly looking at it, going, yeah, the Colts should be set up very nicely in their weaker division. And by the end of the year or close to it, Frank Reich, just because he's kind of on the hot seat, he's got a better quarterback in my mind than Matt Ryan compared to Carson Wentz and a favorable schedule with their division. They will be the top team out of their division, have a playoff spot solidified. And Frank Reich's odds will not be at 22 to 1. He'll probably be 10 to 1 or lower just based on the fact of how many wins they racked up. And yes, they're getting the benefit from having an easier schedule. So this is a bet just knowing that the odds are probably going to shift down on Frank Reich. And I just think he is a really good coach. Should be a good year for Indy. The other coach of the year bet that I love a lot along with their team is Kevin O'Connell, coach of the year. 20 to 1 are the odds we got on the new Minnesota head coach to win the award. Right now at Bet Rivers, O'Connell is 15 to 1. But man, I mean, he's set up perfectly. And I'll kind of tell you my Vikings bet, I'll tie it in. We did over 8.5 wins at minus 130 for the Vikings. Current number is 8.5, but the over is minus 190. The reason I like this Vikings team so much is because you're getting an offensive-minded coach and Kevin O'Connell taking over. You have so many offensive weapons that can carry you through this NFC North into the playoffs. Kirk Cousins is serviceable enough as a quarterback. You got Jefferson. Obviously, you got Thielen. You got Delvin Cook, Mattinson. You're kind of, and Osborne's an emerging receiver. You're kind of one good tight end away from having a complete offense. Now you got that head coach that can actually aid and benefit your quarterback, unlike Zimmer. Yeah, the defense may be kind of a liability, but as long as they don't completely get in the way, this Viking schedule is shaping up to be great. And the first-year head coach in O'Connell with all these weapons present to him sets up beautifully for him to have a great opportunity to win Coach of the Year and then simultaneously get the Vikings over 8.5 wins. Now, if you don't want to go over 8.5 at minus 190, the alternative, I would say, is to bet them to win the North at plus 270. Thinking the Packers could have a down year. Right, New receivers. They lost Devontae Adams. We'll see how that offensive line looks and how great that defense can be. Packers will find a way in the playoffs. As Bears fans, we know this. But, uh, yeah, I think the Vikings can absolutely give them a run for their money, and the value for them to win the North could be decent as well. But what I'm invested in heavily on over 8.5 wins at minus 130 and then really like O'Connell Coach of the Year at 20-1. to couple other player awards. We were actually talking about this yesterday. 
Jameis Winston, comeback player of the year. I took him at plus 550. Now he's at 4-1. to one. Is it tremendous value? No, but I wanted to take one long shot and one short shot, and Winston was the realistic short shot because he's got all the weapons surrounding him. A new coaching staff that should be pretty solid with the familiarity of Dennis Allen. And again, they got a lot of weapons, right, through the draft. And now they got Michael Thomas coming back. They got Jarvis Landry, Alvin Kamara still. This team could have a great year. It all depends on what Jameis Winston does. So another guy set up in a nice situation with weapons. It all depends how he executes with it. So I think he's a good look as a short shot for comeback player of the year. And then your longer shot, I snagged Baker Mayfield before he got traded or maybe Maybe it was right after. I can't recall exactly, but we got him at 18 to 1 for comeback player of the year. The narrative sets up perfectly for Baker Mayfield coming back from an injury, was pretty much kicked to the curb by his former team. Now he's on a new one. If they could be somewhat successful, man, I like the value there. And it went down even before I got it. But 18 to 1 is what I got. Now he's at 12 to 1. Then, really quick, th uh, two more win totals that we had. Man, if last night didn't convince you on it, I know it's preseason, but still. Seahawks under six wins at minus 120. It's going to be a tough year for Seattle. It doesn't matter if it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Bad schedule, bad team, bad record. So under six wins for the Seahawks. And then the Texans, same situation, under four and a half wins at minus 110. You can still get that price right now at Bet Rivers. Yeah, Davis Mills looked pretty efficient in year one, but are we really convinced Houston, Houston is actually going to be able to get a decent amount of wins? Maybe they do. Maybe they surprise me, but I'm just not buying it, and I'm not willing to bet and over until I see otherwise, but I do think it's worth the investment to the under four and a half wins. And then in college football, we've talked about it a lot. Did Wisconsin under nine wins? Nebraska over seven and a half wins just to squeeze those all in there. But as you know, it's posted at vsin.com if you want to get the full recap. But that is what we are rocking with for all of our football futures. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on Rush Hour, folks. Coming next, let's talk a little UFC with our guy, Reed Coon. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth. On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just 
maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion that focuses around your local teams, remember that Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, in Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available. And you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content. Well, speaking of great sports betting content, time to get into that here on Rush Hour because it is time to welcome on Reed Kuhn at Fightnomics, where you can follow him on Twitter. MMA Insider, one of the best in the biz. And Matt, we're pumped to talk about some UFC 278 Awesome main event to look forward to, Reed. Uh, we got a big favorite here with Usman, naturally. Minus 360 is the price we're seeing on him. Edwards on the buyback at about plus 275. What are we thinking about this main event? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Yeah, so this is a tricky one because while I agree that Usman should be the, the deserved favorite and a clear favorite, I don't think the price is worth betting at this point. I think there are some better angles. And when I look at the performance metrics... These guys are very even on the feet. They have very similar striking profiles, pace, activity, accuracy. Uh, Usman hasn't been too damaged on the feet. Edwards has taken one knockdown, but you know he's fairly durable. So if these guys were just in a striking contest, this would be a lot more even uh, on paper and I think with the odds. But this is MMA. We've got wrestling to, to account for, and Usman is going to take this to the ground. And so that's where there is a much bigger advantage for one fighter so Usman will differentiate this fight on the ground. Um, now, I, I'm, I just said that there's not a ton of value betting him straight up. I actually like some overs here. And if you're going to be looking for a parlay anchor, put Usman in at, you know, minus 340, uh, you might also consider the over 2.5 because I think he will stretch the fight. And Edwards will make this competitive, especially early on. But Usman eventually should run away with it. That's what I'm counting on. 
Okay, gotcha. Well, yeah, I know everybody's going to be looking to bet that. And like you said, sometimes it's a little bit too chalky, so you can always consider a parlay or you can look at the rounds prop. So over two and a half is what Reed is liking. And uh, yeah, I think I'll probably be following you on that one. And Reed, I know you got some insight then on the fight that's coming a little bit before that too. Luke Rockhold, he's taking on Paulo Costa and Costa here, minus 360, another chalky favorite. Is maybe the underdog worth a look in this one at the price of plus 275? Yeah, the, both these guys, uh, they've had a lot of time off, so that introduces some uncertainty here. That would automatically, even in this case, with Costa taking some time off, make me think maybe is there an underdog shot. But just looking at the numbers, yeah, this is closer to a coin flip than the odds suggest, and therefore there must be value on the underdog in that situation. Um, I do think both guys have a lot of finishing potential. Most people are probably banking on a Costa knockout, just acknowledging that Rockhold has been knocked out a number of times and bad ones at, at that. So when he gets hit, he hasn't taken it very well. Now, there's been some adjustments out of the cage. I'm ignoring all that stuff. I'm ignoring you know, his refreshed attitude. He's coming in in shape. Uh, I'm just looking purely by the numbers. I think Rockhold has enough tools to win the fight if he doesn't lose early getting clipped. And so I'm going to take a stab at the dog here. Um, and I'm also going to hope that it takes time to develop. I'm, I hope that his grappling stretches this fight into the later rounds, maybe even wears Costa down. So an over 1.5 is practically even money because everybody thinks this is going to end early. Uh, but I'm, I'm also going to take a stab at Rockhold for the upset. So you're saying if Rockhold can kind of survive in the early rounds that you do like him at that plus price. From an in-game kind of betting perspective, if he does make it a little bit deeper and the odds don't really shift that drastically, do you think that you would also recommend that as a play to jump in on Rockhold? Or do you think if he does go kind of that far, then it's kind of the recognition that he has a, a really good chance now and he may not get that value? Yeah, I would be surprised if the odds didn't move significantly if he looks good in that first round because he's probably the better point striker here. He's very good at long-range attacks, staying out of trouble, using his kicking. And honestly, Costa has bad head strike defense. He eats punches. He relies on his chin, whereas Rockhold needs to avoid at all costs testing his own chin. Um, so that long-range attack really plays to Rockhold's favor here because that's what he specializes in. And if he's looking good after round one, yeah, I think I would expect the odds to shift significantly. If they don't, sure, I'm already backing Rockhold. I would maybe double down if he gets through the first round and looks good. On points, uh, he has a better chance than Costa. Okay, noted. Hey, Reed, uh, I'm going to need your help here with this one with the bantamweight bout. So you got... Jose Aldo, and then he got Marab. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. I've been practicing, but I don't know if I'm ready, so I'll leave it to the expert. But we see Marab is the favorite here, minus 139 against Aldo, plus 110. Uh, what are we thinking in this fight, my man? Yeah, this is another pure striker-grappler matchup. Uh, probably the, the cleanest striker-grappler matchup we're going to see in this card. Jose Aldo has kind of defied logic. He has gotten better in some ways, um, you know, coming down a weight class, of course, about halfway through his career, but he still looks good, even pushing 36. Um, he's taken a lot of damage. If I look at just who has been hit the most on this entire fight card, it's Aldo, and, it, and it's by a factor of two. He has been hit more than twice as much as the nearest other fighter on this entire card throughout his career. He's taken damage, and yet he still puts in these barn burners for three rounds. 
He's never been an excellent fourth and fifth round fighter, but here we are in a three round fight. All that said, Mehrab is a wrestler. He is a grinder. His nickname is literally the machine because he sits there and just throws takedowns at takedowns and eventually takes you down and grinds you out. And that is what you have to do to Aldo. Aldo does have 91% takedown defense. That's a, that's a concern. His hands are a concern. But Mayrab is perfectly suited for this, assuming that wrestling works. Like you said before, it's an interesting idea. What happens after round one, if we're not seeing that dynamic, then everything changes. You know, if Aldo is stuffing those takedowns, his hands are definitely superior to Mayrab. But I like wrestlers. I think wrestlers in the long run are very bettable, very bankable. They're reliable. They stay out of danger. Top control wins rounds. That's what I'm hoping to see in this one. I also think it's going to go the over. So the most, the, the most accurate prediction I've got, I think, is Mayrab by decision. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Hey, let's move on to the prelims next. I know you're dabbling with some bets there. Heavyweight bout, Marcin Tybura versus Romanov. Uh, Alexander Romanov, a big favorite here, minus $4. Tybura at about plus 295. If you're looking at the favorite here, could this potentially be a guy that you do parlay with Usman for the main event? Yeah, I like that angle. Um, I think Romanov is a reliable favorite here. He's younger. He's going to be the wrestler. Again, this is kind of a recurring theme on the spike card. We've got a lot of um, dogged wrestlers that will grind you and put you up against the fence. Um, clinch control is an important factor here. So all takedowns you know, don't necessarily come from a wrestler shooting across the cage. A lot of times it comes against the cage. It becomes, it becomes a clinching game. And he has been very good at that. He's good at getting control. That means he's probably the stronger of the two. And so that's going to become important. He's going to close that distance, stay away from Tabura's hands, and then get the fight to the ground where he definitely will own the situation because his ground control has been dominant. And on the flip side, Torburos has been very poor. He has been put on his back and kept there for long periods of time. So Romanov might stretch the fight. I wouldn't want to play the over-under here. I don't really do that with heavyweights to begin with. But Romanov does make that good parlay anchor with someone like Usman. Okay, and then how about we talk about this lightweight bout? You got Jared Gordon, Leonardo Santos. Uh, Gordon, the minus 286 favorite. Santos is about plus 220. We got about 90 seconds. I know we got one more to squeeze in, but uh, what do you like here, Reed? I like Gordon here. Same story. He's going to be the wrestler. He's much younger. Um, Santos is a tricky bet, though. At 42 and a half, it defies logic that he's still going and performing at a high level. He actually got a win at the age of 40, which is very rare. Um, but I just don't like that. Um, I'm going to go with a younger guy, especially a guy who has grappling. Great. And then finally, the featherweight bout. You got Woodson and Saldana. What do we like here, buddy? Yeah, similar odds. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, three to one favorites roughly in that ballpark on this card scattered around. This is another one. A lot of people like Woodson. Um, this one I just think is a little more even. Uh, Saldana is a finisher. He's a crafty guy. He's got strikes. He's got submissions. And I'm willing to take a very small stab on Saldana. Uh, otherwise, I think it's probably going to go the over, and he's going to put up more of a fight than we're expecting based on those odds. Awesome. Hey, Reed, we really appreciate all the information, man. I know you're crushing it every single week, so uh, we're really excited to get you on week by week, and especially when we got such a big event this Saturday night. So thank you for making some time, and as always, best of luck with all your plays. Thank you.
You got it. Recoon, folks, make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Fightnomics. Man, he's all over the place, which is what we love to see, which means plenty of betting action we can look forward to in the Octagon for UFC 278. Should be a fun one, folks. All right, coming up next, let's go back to the gridiron. We'll talk with Nate Jacobson, sports betting analyst over at the stadium. He's got some college football and National Football League plays. We'll hit that next. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out right now, and our NFL Guide drops next week. Our experts are providing profiles of every single team, along with their trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, you'll get best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. But you gotta remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. So make sure you sign up on our discounted football special and then you'll get access to everything we do from right now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Or you could save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. So make sure you go to vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe for all of your betting options and to become a part of the Sports Betting Network. Back in the mix here on Rush Hour. Welcome to it. Thank you for being with us on your Friday evening. Excited to get you into your weekend with plenty of sports betting content. I've dished out my futures bets in terms of the NFL, but now we're going to get a different perspective here as we're welcoming on Nate Jacobson at Nate Jacobson 1. You've probably seen him over at the stadium. He's a sports betting analyst, and, man, it's always good to get another Chicagoan here on the horn. And, Nate, uh, I know that you and I both here in the area, but you've got some interest college football-wise out on the West Coast, and we're looking at this USC team, man. I mean, their win total's at 9.5 at Bet Rivers. The juice is a tad bit to the over, minus 115. Every time we've talked about this team, like, I get why their win total's higher. You're getting a lot of momentum and hype from the new additions to the team, and it's somewhat of a favorable schedule, I guess, but I would be kind of hesitant to bet it because I feel like this still could be somewhat of a transition year. What say you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I'm selling the hype on USC, Lincoln, Riley, Caleb Williams, and all those transfers. They'll definitely be improved from last season and definitely the last few seasons out at USC where it was kind of a disaster, but asking them to win 10 games I think is too much in year one for Lincoln Riley. There's still a lot of things on that defense I don't like. I think there's just a lot of roster deficiencies in general because Clay Helton was a lame duck coach for so many years, so they just didn't recruit as well. As you mentioned, the schedule is manageable because they avoid Oregon and Washington, which are two of the better teams of the Pac-12, but they have Notre Dame late in the season and then a non-conference trip to Utah, which I believe is the best team in the Pac-12. So Lincoln Riley, an incredible hire by USC. Amazing they were able to pull that off. But that doesn't mean they're going to meet expectations year one, and I'm selling the Trojans. Yeah, I hear you, man. And then you mentioned Utah, and conversely, everybody's loving this Utah team, and I'm right there with them. I mean, look, Whittingham's always got his team playing tough, and it seems like if there's a year to maybe get at the top of the conference and do it in an impressive fashion, it definitely could be this season. Plus 240 are the odds we're seeing right now for them to come out on top of the conference. Yeah, and I think they should be favored to win the Pac-12. And the fact that USC is favored is a good time to buy on the Utes to go back-to-back -back and win the Pac-12. Cam Rising returns. 
the quarterback from last year who only lost one regular season game after he took over from Charlie Brewer, led him to a conference title. Oh, Utah is also a very physical team. And you see on the schedule, they had that week one game at Florida. And traditionally, always get worried when those Pac-12 teams have to step up in class and go to an SEC opponent early in the year, whether it's on a neutral site. In this case, it's in the swamp. But I think their physicality is going to travel to Gainesville, and they'll be fine in that game. Uh, And it's a good path to make the Pac-12 title game because there's no more divisions in the Pac-12. Just have to be a top two team to make the Pac-12 championship game in Las Vegas. So even if Utah does have a slip up, they'll still be able probably to make the Pac-12 championship game, especially since I think USC is going to underachieve. So I like Utah a lot, plus 240. That's a fine number. As long as they're not the favorite because USC is getting propped up just based on all the hype. All right, Nate, let's transition over to the NFL. Like I was saying, I was giving out some of my futures bets. And in terms of the Indianapolis Colts, the bet that I liked was Frank Reich, 22 to 1 to win coach of the year. And it's not necessarily that he's got the narrative surrounding it like a lot of these first year coaches. But from a pure value standpoint, I just think the Colts are set up beautifully with their division kind of being weaker is what we're assuming not too bad of a schedule an improved quarterback in Matt Ryan I I just feel like by the end of the year he's not going to be 22 to 1 he'll be more around the single digits and at that point you could cash out sell your ticket etc but you also have some interest in this Colts team as well and seems like you think they could also have a really good season Yeah, I do. And I like that coach of the year look because I do think the Colts can win a lot of regular season things and do some special things within the 17 game season. Uh, I bet them to win the division a few weeks ago. I think the Colts are a team that are a little bit undervalued or just kind of forgotten about because they didn't make the playoffs last year. But if they did make the playoffs, I thought they were perfectly built to make a run through January. And maybe they could have been kind of the fortunate team in the AFC like the Bengals were if they just got in the playoffs and didn't lose the final two games to the Raiders and Jaguars. But you mentioned it's a talented roster and a big quarterback upgrade in Matt Ryan, who I still think has a few years left in the tank. And also early on in the season favors the Colts, in my opinion, because they play five of the first seven games against division opponents, including both games against the Titans. So I'd advocate betting the Colts to win the division before the season begins because they get off to a fast start. That number to win the division at minus 20, minus 125 won't be there anymore. And I'm also down on the Titans this year in general. I just think there's questions about Derrick Henry's durability. I thought trading A.J. Brown was kind of a like a, a sign that shows kind of the, the organization front office doesn't really believe in this team, even though they were the number one team in the AFC playoffs last year. Because they were the top seed in the AFC playoffs, I think they're just being a little bit overvalued and also questions a lot about Ryan Tannehill after that brutal playoff game against the Bengals and maybe Malik Willis looking over his shoulder. And if Tannehill struggles, Willis getting some time. So I really like the Colts in this division to win the AFC South. Like the Colts a lot and also kind of a sell on the Tennessee Titans. All right, let's move to our neck of the woods. Throughout the NFC North, seems like a team could be giving the Cheeseheads a run for their money, and it seems like it could be the Minnesota Vikings. What are we feeling about Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell, and company this season, my friend? Yeah, so I was high on the Vikings last year. I bet them over eight and a half wins, and it was it was really excruciating bet. Week in and week out, the Vikings going eight and nine, but losing eight of those games by one possession or less. But this year, I like the Vikings. A big reason why you had the head coaching change from old school conservative Mike Zimmer to hopefully a fresh voice in Kevin O'Connell from the Rams and the Sean McVay coaching tree. I think he can get the most about 
out of Kirk Cousins, who I believe is an above-average quarterback, at least for the regular season, I like the trio of weapons with running back Dalvin Cook and the receivers Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. I think a lot of teams would love to have that trio of weapons, and the Vikings have that. And I think they're a little bit undervalued because they're going to positively regress this year, just winning some of those close games that they lost last year. Defense, I think, looked better. Zimmer struggled with his defense the last few years, but I think a fresh voice will help that unit a lot. A lot. Plus, the schedule for the Vikings, nine true home games, seven true road games, and one London game. So I think that scheduling quirk does take or gives the Vikings a little bit of an advantage. I like them over nine wins. I'm also considering them to make the playoffs. And just from an NFC North perspective, I like them plus two in week one hosting the Green Bay Packers. I think that's a good time to buy on the Vikings early and also season-long perspective on the overwind total and yes to make the playoffs. So, Nate, sometimes when I'm listening to people give out their bets, I'll hear what they're saying and I'll go, man, I love that bet. I like the idea of doing that, but I don't necessarily have the stones to do it myself. And I feel like this is what I'm seeing with this next team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Nine and a half wins is what they're listed at. And you can even get plus money in that direction, depending on where you shop. But, I mean, Matt, share your thoughts on the Eagles with me, because I am not completely sold that they make it back to the postseason after last year. Yeah, definitely. And there's been a lot of mo movement on this regular season win total pretty much since the draft. It was eight and a half pretty much flat going into the draft. And now it's nine and a half juiced over. Really, the only thing that changed since then is they acquired A.J. Brown on draft night, which is a great acquisition. It's a move that is good for the Eagles in general. But I don't think it justifies moving this team up over a game on their regular season win total, especially because I still have a lot of questions about quarterback Jalen Hurts, who showed some progression last year. But that was a lot of it when the offense kind of reverted to a run-heavy style where they took the ball out of Hurts' hands in terms of throwing. He was just handing the ball off or running himself. And if they're going to be trailing in some games this year, they're not going to be able to run that style. So asking Jalen Hurts to win 10 games after the Eagles' win total was only 6.5 going into last season is a huge jump in expectations. And I think because they made the playoffs last year and got A.J. Brown, they're just a tad overvalued and a plus money really like under nine and a half. I'm going to look to bet against them in individual games just because there's so much hype on the Eagles. I think it'll be value baiting Philly to start the season. I like it, man. I'm with you. That's Nate Jacobson at Nate Jacobson one where you could follow him on Twitter, catch all of his content over at the stadium where he serves as our sports betting analyst. Nate, appreciate the bets, appreciate the information. Best of luck on all those. And we'll look forward to talking again soon as we get the NFL and college football season underway. Definitely. Thanks a lot, Danny, and good luck this season. You got it. Much appreciated. Nate Jacobson, folks, once again, just to recap very briefly, USC under 9.5, Utah to win the Pac-12 is what he's got for college football. In terms of the NFL, he likes the Colts to win the division, the Vikings over 9 wins, and to make the postseason, and then the Eagles under 9.5 wins. Man, a lot of steam going to Philly, but I'm with them. I don't know if I'm too convinced on it just yet. All right, well, I will tell you what I am convinced on. We'll hit that next in terms of Danny's Dimes, my best bets for the evening. We're hitting that in baseball. Coming next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with same game parlays at Bet Rivers. So go on to the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or betrivers.com and make your baseball same game parlays today. 
It is our final segment on this Friday evening here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The show is Rush Hour, and it is time for Danny's Dimes. Yes, I am Danny Burke, and that means it is time for my best bets tonight. And we're going to take it out to the Mile High City, the Rockies, hosting the Giants, San Francisco. At Bet Rivers opening up as a minus 140 favorite. Now they've been steamed all the way up to minus 162. For Colorado, they opened about plus 120. Now you can get plus 135 with Colorado. Not too bad. Uh, total opened at 11. Still remains at 11. A little bit of juice to the over. Minus 113. Now, the Giants have played the Rockies naturally a considerable amount this year. And the Giants have had a lot of success. They've won six out of nine games against the Rockies as at this point. And three games at Coors, the Giants captured two out of three. The Giants just la uh, lost their last two versus the Diamondbacks, but before that, they're on a nice little streak. They had won their previous five. Now, um, the, the Rockies on the other side, well, they've lost five in a row. They've really just been struggling all throughout, and they're going to be without Blackman tonight. So the Rockies are they're hurting a little bit. The Giants could take advantage. And you got to remember, this is a Giants team that is still vying for some playoff positioning. So, look, they have the advantage over the Rockies this season. Yeah, they lost their last two, but before that they were going streaking. Maybe they can start something new tonight. And it starts with their starting pitcher, Alex Wood. The Southpaw is 8-9 and nine this year. His ERA is 4.18, but it's peculiar, right? And we talked about Alex Wood before. Because his record's not that great, his ERA is not that attractive, but then you look at his underlying numbers. His FIP, 334, really good. His whip is at 119, also solid. And then his Sierra at 337, that is something you can back. Plus on the road, he's pitching a little worse, but his FIP is 361, which isn't atrocious by any means. Now he's got a big sample size against Colorado this year. He's faced him three times. Overall, he's gone 16.2 innings pitched. He's surrendered 18 hits, but just four earned runs while racking up 14 strikeouts against this Rockies team. And the Giants have won all three games that he started against the Rockies. Now, at Coors, the one time, makes sense, right? Hitter's ballpark. That was his worst start against the Rockies. But even being at Coors Field and that being his worst start, it was still manageable. I mean, he gave up six hits and just three earned runs. And, of course, the Giants went on to win that game 7-6. to six. He actually has never lost to the Rockies in his career. You know, knock on wood if you're looking to bet the Giants. Uh, Jose Urania, he's going to be starting for the Rockies tonight. Not someone I'd really want to invest in. He's 1-4 this season with an ERA of 4.80. His FIP is as high as 5.65, and his whip is 1.60, and then his Sierra is 5.47. So no, no good numbers whatsoever for Urania. His home run to fly ball ratio is really high at 16%, and his strikeout to walk ratio is abysmal. He's only striking out 4.8 guys per nine innings, but he's walking 4.6. Those numbers are just so, so bad. And it gets worse, of course, at Coors Field because at home, he's got a 540 ERA, a weighted on base average of 368, and then his FIP is 576. He hasn't faced the Giants this season, but man, does he really need to for you to be convinced not to bet him tonight? I mean, the Giants versus righties this season, okay numbers. 308 Woba, 99 weighted runs created plus. But when they were playing at Coors Field and faced righties, they had 78 plate appearances. Again, not the biggest sample size, but they took advantage of it. They had an OPS of 866 against righties at Coors, a Woba of 373, 
and then a weighted runs created plus of 144. I'm thinking they could replicate that tonight against Urania. Now, as for the Rockies, yeah, of course, their stats are going to be padded, and they benefit from playing at home. And they've done particularly well against Southpaws, with an 860 OPS at Coors Field, a 370 WOBA, and then a 112 weighted runs created plus. The good news is that Alex Wood seemingly has been able to maintain the damage against the Rockies, especially when he's been at Coors. It doesn't solidify or, you know, just guarantee that he's going to be able to have a successful start tonight, but I certainly think he's the rightful pitcher to back as opposed to Jose Urania. And again, you look at it situationally and what these teams need. I mean, the Rockies are playing for nothing right now, and that doesn't mean they're going to give up, but there's a tad bit more incentive on the side of San Francisco. They need every win they can get at this point in the season. So they're going to be desperate to take advantage against Urania, and I think they do just that. Now, if you aren't convinced in that regard, you got to remember Colorado's bullpen also has had plenty of issues. Their bullpen ERA is 485. Their whip is 143. Now, I understand that San Francisco does not have a reliable bullpen at 438 with a 139 whip, but honestly, I feel like the Giants can do enough damage throughout those first five innings with Alex Wood to get them a lead. And then, look, if you're going up against a bullpen that has just really struggled, why not tack on some more insurance runs? You, of course, could always look at the first five, but the price was still pretty expensive. And, hey, who knows? Maybe Alex Wood does get beat up a little bit. So I'm going to give myself a little bit more time, more space, go full game, because maybe the Giants somehow are trailing, and then they can attack that Rockies bullpen. So like we said, yeah, it's a little chalky to the Giants up to minus 162. I laid about minus 153. And like we always say, hey, if you don't want to lay that big a chalk at minus 162 or above, I mean, first of all, shop around for a better number. But then you could always consider the run line. Minus one and a half for the Giants. The price is minus 104. Not too shabby. It's a high total of 11. So the higher the total, the better chance you got to figure that whichever team wins, they're probably going to do so by two or more runs. But just because I am not fully trustworthy of this Giants bullpen, which has burned us before, I'm going to lay a little bit more just for the money line. But wouldn't hate the idea of doing the run line whatsoever. But I am in on the Giants. Took him on the money line, minus 153. That's my official Danny's Dime tonight. Let me tell you about one other game that I was strongly considering, and you may be as well. So I just want to give you a little bit more information surrounding that game. And it's a really interesting one on paper because of what's all on the line for this matchup. And that's out in Cleveland. The Guardians taking on the White Sox. Cleveland opened minus 130 in this game. All right. And really, it remained there all day until late because now it's finally moved to Cleveland up to minus 137. The White Sox are catching plus 120. They opened plus 112 at Bat Rivers. Total open seven and a half hasn't wavered. Now, this game, of course, is fascinating because, well, the White Sox are two and a half games back and they've really struggled at progressive field. But it's also fascinating because you got a big question mark with one of these pitchers, and that's Lance Lynn. What the hell are you going to expect out of Lance Lynn tonight? The dude is 3-5 and five this year with a 5.62 ERA. His FIP is 4.28. He's got a 17% home run to fly ball ratio, a left on base percentage of 60.5%. You want that over 72%. He's way below it. But then his skill interactive ERA is 334. So you're like, well, what do I take away from that? Like, what can I trust here? Well, you probably can't trust him on the road because on the road, Lance Lynn has an ERA of 746. His weighted on base average is 381. And his FIP is 521 on the road compared to 369 at guaranteed rate field. 
The one game he did pitch at Progressive Field this year, it was bad, really bad. Four innings, nine hits, eight earned runs allowed. Sox lost that game 8-4. to four. He had a good outing at home against Cleveland. No earned runs surrendered, but it's a different beast when Lance Lynn is on the road this year for whatever reason. Now, they're going up against Tristan McKenzie, who, against the Sox, has only surrendered two earned runs throughout two starts, both home and away. Cleveland won both of those matchups. And at home, he has a 281 ERA, a 310 FIP, and then a 248 Woba. Tremendous numbers. We know the Sox aren't hitting righties particularly well, especially on the road. And since the All-Star break, the Sox on the road against righties have an OPS of just 648, a Woba of 284, and a weighted runs created plus of 84. And we know that Cleveland's got a way better bullpen, 334 ERA and a 117 whip. Seems like all signs would point toward backing the Guardians here. And you know what? I may end up dabbling something last second, but I just didn't get there because something in the back of my mind still says, what if Lance Lynn does have a good start? What if this White Sox team can turn a corner finally against the Guardians now that desperation levels are so, so high? They came back twice against Houston. Anything's possible with this White Sox team. But man, I got to give the strong lean to Cleveland here. Again, a little bit of late movement going toward the Gardens. So maybe that is ultimately the right direction to take. That's what I would consider in that other game. But again, our final play and official play, aside from all the NFL and college football ones that were discussed at the beginning of the show, in baseball, we are rocking with the San Francisco Giants on the money line, minus 153. That's going to do it for our Friday edition of Rush Hour. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy your weekend. I will be off next week. I'm going to be heading abroad to catch that Nebraska-Northwestern game. So wish us luck. Go Big Red. And it's been my pleasure, folks. Take care and best of luck with all your plays. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. 
Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.